episode 58 of the Burning Bush podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope everybody's having a good week, and uh, glad you could stop by again. And this week, I am smoking the Davidoff Winston Churchill, The Late Hour. So let's go ahead on over to the Davidoff website and give you the rundown. The Late Hour series reflects the darkness during which Sir Winston was at his most creative. Davidoff has selected an oily Ecuadorian wrapper in a beautiful dark chocolate color, introducing the first blend featuring tobaccos aged in the finest Scotch single malt whiskey casks. This format provides intensified flavors of wood, spice, dark sweet coffee, dark chocolate, and vintage leather, creating bold palate stimulation and a rich aroma. And their pairing suggestions are whiskey, a malted, smooth, and complex selection with smoky notes, beer, a typical slight bitter ale taste goes hand in hand with the robust oak wood, brioche, caramel, and malt aromas of the Davidoff Winston Churchill The Late Hour Blend. Port wine, not too sweet but with deep, robust flavors, and rum, a complex and spicy selection that is not too sweet but rather impresses through its complexity. And the wrapper is an Ecuadorian, binder is Mexican, and fillers are Dominican and Nicaraguan. Strength is a four and a half out of five, and it got a 93 rating. And the Vitolas are Churchill, seven by 48, Robusto, five by 52, and the Toro, which I'm smoking, is the six by 54. That is the Davidoff Winston Churchill, The Late Hour. A little bit of a pricey cigar, but uh, something that I don't mind paying for once in a while. So give it a try, and uh, if you haven't before, let me know what you think. All right, so let's get back into Dr. Justin Bass's book, The Bedrock of Christianity. And we're in Chapter 3, and this week's section is entitled... Pre-Pauline Traditions The discovery of pre-Pauline creedal traditions and hymns within Paul's early letters is one of the greatest fruits of historical critical scholarship. The early church fathers, medieval theologians, and reformers all knew, quoted, and commented on 1 Corinthians 15, yet it was not until the turn of the 20th century that anyone realized that 1 Corinthians 15, 3-7 was not originally composed by Paul, but instead contains a creedal tradition that Paul had received almost two decades earlier. The two main reasons for this are found within the text itself. The first sign that this is a creedal tradition is the way Paul introduces it with the words delivered and received. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. 1 Corinthians 15.3 When Paul planted the church in Corinth between AD 49 and 51, he delivered certain traditions to the Corinthians 
that further illuminated the gospel of Jesus Christ. See 1 Corinthians 11.2. These must have included some teachings and stories of the historical Jesus. 1 Corinthians 7.10, and 2 Corinthians 10.1. The account of the Lord's Supper, 1 Corinthians 11.23-26. Possibly hymns, 1 Corinthians 8.6 and 2 Corinthians 8.9, and this creedal tradition concerning the death, burial, resurrection, and appearances of Jesus. Since Paul is also saying that he received these traditions, we can definitely date them at least before the founding of the Church of Corinth, between AD 49 and 51. We will discuss below where and when Paul received these creedal traditions. But let's spend a little more time on this language of receiving and delivering. According to New Testament scholar Richard Hayes, the language of receiving and handing on indicates clearly that Paul is referring here to early Christian tradition. This passage shows clearly that Paul's original, original preaching and teaching included the narration of the events of Jesus' passion, compare 1 Corinthians 15, 3-5 and Galatians 3, 1b. Even though there were no written Gospels in Paul's time, the telling of the story of Jesus' death and resurrection stood at the center of Christian proclamation from the beginning. Paul is not giving the Corinthians new information here. Rather, he's recalling to mind the story that he told them about the foundational, redemptive event, a story that they themselves repeat, or should repeat, every time they gather at table. Received and delivered are technical terms we find in other Jewish writings of the first century AD and afterward. These terms refer to the oral transmission of religious traditions. I quoted Josephus in chapter 1, saying that the Pharisees delivered to the Jewish people many traditions that they themselves had received from their ancestors. Jewish Antiquities 13.297 these traditions were believed to go back ultimately to Moses and had been handed down by a succession of leaders up to and beyond the days of Paul and Josephus. According to the Mishnah, a Jewish source dating to around AD 200, Moses received Torah at Sinai and handed it on to Joshua, Joshua to the elders, and the elders to prophets and prophets handed it on to the men of the Great Assembly. Mishnah Pirkei Abbot 1.1 The earliest Christians also delivered traditions that came down from the earliest apostles, with the Lord Jesus being the ultimate source. 1 Corinthians 7.10, 9.14, 11.2, and 23-25, 15.3-7, 2 Corinthians 10.1, Galatians 1.9, Romans 14.14, 14, 1 Thessalonians 1.6, 2.13, and 4.1, Philippians 
See also 2 Thessalonians 3.6 and Hebrews 2.3. We know from Paul that he served as a mediator, relaying these traditions to the churches he planted, such as this one in Corinth. In fact, in the other most significant tradition that Paul relayed to the Corinthians, we have not only the earliest account of the Lord's Supper, but most likely the earliest recorded words of Jesus in all of history. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. 1 Corinthians 11, 23-25. Notice the same language of received and delivered as found later in 1 Corinthians 15.3. Paul is aware of Jesus' Last Supper tradition, which later made its way into the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, and Luke. Mark 14.22-26, Matthew 26.26-30, and Luke 22.14-20. Paul only relayed this tradition to the Corinthian church because of the unworthy manner in which many Corinthians were partaking in the Lord's table. It is truly incredible that the only reason we know Paul and his churches celebrated the Lord's Supper is the controversies at the table in Corinth. Paul probably had knowledge of many other Jesus traditions that simply did not come up in his surviving letters because there was not a particular controversy he needed to address. In short, like the tradition of the Lord's Supper, this creedal tradition found within 1 Corinthians 15, 3-7 was something Paul delivered to the Corinthians at the founding of their church, meaning he must have received it sometime earlier, before about AD 49. The second most prominent reason we know this is a pre-Pauline formula is linguistic. Paul uses a number of words here that he uses nowhere else in his letters. Phrases such as, died for our sins, according to the scriptures, he was buried, he was raised, on the third day, he appeared, and the twelve are either only used here or, if used elsewhere, there has been influence from tradition. Why would he not use phrases like these elsewhere, especially when he uses words and phrases similar to these throughout his letters? We must conclude that to have at least seven unique phrases and or words within just a few verses is improbable if it were originally composed by Paul himself. These considerations above have persuaded 99% of scholars today and for the past 100 years that we have in 1 Corinthians 15, 3-7, a pre-Pauline creedal tradition. This means it dates before Paul's earliest letters, 
but how early? That's the end of this week's reading of The Bedrock of Christianity by Dr. Justin Bass. Hope you uh, enjoyed that and got something out of it. And hope you'll be able to come back next week as well. So take advantage of the links in the show notes to uh, Dr. Bass's website where you can pick up copies of his books and check out his YouTube videos as well as links to uh, the link to this week's cigar and also groundworksministries.com for daily Bible studies and devotionals and also the Burning Bush podcast merchandise store where you can pick up some swag to uh, help spread the news about the show and please tell your friends. So until next week, have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless. Thank you.